Welcome to the Let's Talk BS Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the... 757. <laughs> hey, Brian, what's up? Not much. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's good. What you got going on this weekend? Man, it, I, I think the weather is going to be pretty uh, rainy this weekend, so I was telling my daughter in the car... We're not doing anything. <laughs> We're staying in the house all weekend. That. I heard that. Yeah, I have a uh, birthday party for my son that we're supposed to go to. Actually, the party was supposed to be on Saturday, but you're right. They're calling for rain on Saturday, so they're pushing it to Sunday. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I do think it's going to be some bad weather here in the 757. But let's tell the folks about us a little bit. Um, okay. So what's going on with you? Like, let the folks know who you are. You know what you got going on who you are all right well i'm sophia um i'm here from florida because i'm a i'm a military spouse okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, i was born in and pretty much raised in michigan okay. um, i'm a mortgage lender or mortgage banker with atlantic bay mortgage so okay. definitely reach out to me for your mortgage needs <laughs> plug uh, yep i'm the plug mm-hmm. <laughs> first time home buyers Come see me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and what about you? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yep, I'm uh, Brian, as you mentioned, Brian Royster. Um, been in the 757 now for about 20 years. Actually, longer than that, 25 years now. Uh, my father was military. He got stationed here when I was around 10. So we've been here for a good amount of time. My parents are high school sweethearts from Greensboro, North Carolina. So that's where I spent some of my younger years. And like I said, I've been here ever since then. Um, Live in Chesapeake, Virginia, but grew up in Virginia Beach. Uh, I'm a mortgage loan officer as well with Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group. And um, also a real estate investor as well. So I build houses, flip homes, kind of anything real estate wise, I'm pretty tapped into. So, you know, I'm definitely here to, you know, have some conversation about just, you know, life things that we see just some of the different nuances in the real estate world and just being able to give uh, some positive information to, to the folks out here listening. So all my people listening, you heard what he said, right? He is, uh, he's the plug for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here learning too. I'm a real estate investor too as well, but uh, he's definitely dabbled in that, that ocean a lot longer than I have. Yeah, I man. think he was born to be a mortgage loan officer. Oh, That's man. his. Don't say that. Don't say that. See, growing up, I always thought I was going to, I'm big in sports, man, so I always thought I was going to, you know, play a professional sport. You know, most likely football was kind of my passion growing up, so I played college football. Um, but then my career kind of got redirected, you know, after my sophomore year, and then I kind of had to try to figure out what I was going to do, and I ended up meeting uh meeting someone in a networking group while I was in college and uh, she owned her own mortgage company, her and a couple of other folks. And so, uh, you know, I learned a lot from her and ever since then I've been kind of, you know, pretty heavy in the mortgage world. So, you know, appreciate the, uh, appreciate the, you know, the kind words. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Kind words and positive thoughts, right? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. So, uh, what what do you want to talk about today? What are we going to give the people today? Uh, we can just kind of, you know, go over some of the different things that, you know, happen, things that are happening. Obviously, right now, real estate is a it's a big topic. 
you know, there's a lot of changes going on in the industry. A lot oh my of, uh, you know, just a lot of things. I think a lot of people are getting information, not necessarily knowing what to do with the information. So maybe just with us being, you know, in it on a daily basis, be able to, you know, give them some real, real guidance. All right. Yeah, let's definitely get into that. So, you know, I've been seeing in the market where, you know, rates are a lot. They're, they're higher than what they were two, two years ago or during when the points the pandemic started. Yeah. And uh, now everybody is in that mindset where they think, well, I can go and get an interest rate for 2.5 percent. Yeah. <laughs> we're not in that market anymore. Nah, nah. But historically, you know, we're still pretty low because I remember when my parents bought a house, the interest rate was almost 10 percent. And that was with 800 credit score. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that's true. I mean, I've. Uh... I've been a mortgage loan officer now for 14 years, so you know I got you know into the mortgage world back you know during the the peak of the recession around 08 and 09, and uh, I remember then you know I was helping a lot of folks that had just purchased houses you know a handful of years before that that had eight and nine percent interest rates, and then then you know six percent was a gold you know so, <laughs> exactly you know now that we're uh, we're in a you know that pretty much that same interest rate market where it's in the, the high fives, low sixes. Um, you know, it's not, people are making obviously a lot more money now than where they were, you know, back then, you know, because of inflation, you know, because of just employment and everything of that nature. So um, it's not too bad, you know, but I mean, I understand this relative thinking when your neighbor or your, your buddy or your friend or uh, relative bought a house within the last two years and they're bragging about their their two to three percent interest rate and now you're out here trying to purchase a home with the rates in the fives and the sixes it is kind of discouraging but you know there's still opportunity for you to buy homes I mean now with the market shifting um, there's a lot less competition out there I mean I mean you've seen in the last couple of years it was crazy I mean you had people paying thirty forty fifty thousand dollars over asking price um, I've, I've seen that pretty much cool off now so a lot of times you're you know, whatever the price is, whatever the house is listed for, you, you know, that's pretty much what you're you're able to lock the home in at. Um, maybe going a little bit over sometimes, depending on you know the demand of that particular property. But um, I think it's a, a a much better time to to buy than what people are putting out there. You know, so um, what have you been seeing recently? I know as us mortgage loan officers, we see contracts all the time, right? So you know, we're we're sending pre-approval letters out. Um, to folks that are pre-approved that are shopping in the market and uh, you know so when the when they get under contract we're able to kind of see you know what's able to secure those properties so what are you seeing um, lately that's being able to secure properties so for the past few weeks or so I've been seeing kind of like the appraisals come in a little lower okay. so I think that's you know with that's a clear indication that things are starting to kind of level out appraisers out there understanding that okay look we got to bring it back so yeah um if, if they don't then you know prices of homes would skyrocket Correct. <laughs> so because yeah. every every house is being built if they keep adding on 20 or thirty thousand dollars of equity we won't the neighborhood would be a, a huge difference you know you'll have one house that's two hundred thousand then you have another one for three hundred that's worth three hundred thousand and they're in the same neighborhood so that'll definitely affect things yeah um but besides that, I've seen, you know, closing cost assistance a little bit more. Still, still not quite there um, for every deal like it used to be a few years ago because that, yeah. that was key. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most folks back then would, you know, be able to secure a property just as long as they, 
you know, had their down payment accounted mm-hmm. for. I mean, it was almost, you know, understood, I would say, that your closing cost was going to be handled by the seller. You know, exactly. and obviously in the last couple of years, that's been, you know, the furthest from the truth. I mean, a lot of, you know, you've had to, it was, you know, now understood that you had to pay your own closing costs on top of, you know, have a guarantee as well to try to secure that property. So um, it is good to see that, you know, closing cost assistance are being, you know, given, you know, here and there, depending on the, the particular property, because I think that helps a lot more people um, when it comes to affordability, you know, when it comes to buying a house, you know, um, that closing cost assistance, a lot of times, a lot of people know about, you know, having to have the money for the down payment, but I think the the part that a lot of people aren't really talking about is closing costs. So a lot of times when folks come to us, you know, they say, hey, I have enough money for the down payment, but then when we have those conversations about closing costs, you know, it's kind of discouraging because they, they haven't quite budgeted for that quite yet. So, so yeah. I know, I know, you know, I've been knowing you for a long time. Me and Brian have been knowing each other since 2014. Yeah, we years. worked at uh, Wells Fargo together. Yeah. Um, but you bought your house prior to that. How old were you? You were 20 something. Yeah. So I was 23. Um, it's crazy, crazy story. So, you know, I know growing up when I was in college, uh, a lot of folks were, you know, once they got out of college and secured their career job, the first thing was to buy that nice car, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were out, you know, doing the clubbing thing, you know, so me as a guy, you know, you pull up with a nice car and it might get a, you know, a young lady's attention, you know, so, <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, that, that was kind of like the thing to do, um, especially even here, you know, with it being a high military presence in the uh, Hampton Roads area. A lot of times military, when they secure their that duty station, you know, and they're starting to make, you know, a little money make rank, first purchase is that vehicle, you know. Um, so with me being in the mortgage world, you know, I kind of really was tapped in to see that, you know, I can, you know, the money that I was making when I first started off in my career, I could probably put into the real estate and it would, uh, it would pay dividends further than a vehicle would at that particular time. So, you know, I was blessed to, to have the discipline to do that because it was tough. It was tough. I was driving a... Uh, you know, Mazda protege, man. So that was <laughs> was wasn't getting any play, right? Nah, no play, <laughs> no play at all. None. So it was it was it was pretty difficult. Uh, I remember my uncle always told me that it's not the car, it's the person in the car. So that kind of was a, a saying that stuck with me to you know say, okay, hey, I know I could do this, but it's gonna pay you know pay off longer in the the end if I went ahead and purchased the house. So I ended up buying a, a townhouse and then. Um, I had a buddy of mine that we were really cool with that I pretty much grew up with. He was one of the first guys that I met when I moved to the Hampton Roads area. Um, you know, we were pretty much at the same time in our uh, in our career. He had just started off as well. So he uh, he rented, I had a two bedroom townhouse. And so he rented out uh, one of the rooms. So it made it made sense. I was able to, I think the mortgage on it was like $900. And um, I charged him $500 a month for, for rent. So, you know, I was able to pretty much pay $400 plus utilities for my own living at that time. So it worked out. That's real good. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. I mean, good thing, you know, you started to invest early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think it's really just more about the information. I mean, if I wasn't in the mortgage world at that time, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents, I grew up, they owned a home that we moved to Virginia in. Um, so I was aware of home ownership, but we really never had conversations about the importance of it and also the, the uh, you know, just the how it can develop wealth over time. Yeah. You know, just that investment that you're making in yourself and in your uh, your future and even your children if you do 
um, have children. Yeah, I was blessed to have a family and a you know, I grew up in a house where we had we owned that the home we lived in too. My parents yeah. did at least. I wasn't you know, <laughs> didn't have anything to do with me at that age. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely am blessed to have had that because I know when you don't, it's a lot that you don't know. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, a, a lot of folks, you know, think the difference. Like, oh man, if something breaks, you know, I gotta pay all this amount of money, and you know, I know that's a lot of times the fear that folks have when it comes to buying homes. Where, you know, I mean, honestly, the difference that you're paying when you own a home versus renting, you know, typically is gonna be a couple hundred dollars less, right? So if you own a home, you know, it's gonna be a couple hundred dollars less than what it would be if you're renting, because the person who owns that home is gonna always charge you more than what they're having to pay for it. So. You know, what I've always tried to educate folks and let folks know that, hey, that difference that you're now saving on a monthly basis that you would normally be paying if you're renting, you can just put that to the side. And, you know, once, if something does break, because it does, um, you know, you have the money there to, to you know, prepay for it. And know, I think a lot of folks don't understand appreciation and how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially, um, like I said, in this market that we're, you know, that we're in, we're kind of coming out the back of it, as we said, with the market shifting. But, you know, typically real estate appreciates on a three to five percent annual um, growth. Right. So what that means is, you know, if you own a home and let's say you paid three hundred thousand dollars for that home um, and at that time when you purchased it, it was worth three hundred thousand. That just means that, you know, after a year, then that home now would be worth three to five percent more than that, right? And so, you know, for any investor out there, if you're having a uh, annual return of three to five percent, that's good because over time, I mean, that's just going to develop. So, for that example, I gave that three hundred thousand. You know, next year that home now is going to be worth you know three ten, three twelve around there, right? But in the last two years, it's been crazy because homes have been appreciating. 15 20 even 25 percent on an annual basis so you could have bought that home at three hundred thousand, and then literally just a year later that exact home is now worth 350 you know mm -hmm. so that's equity that's money that you have that's just attached to that home that you know you can always use for another investment you can use that for your children's college um you know you can use it for anything you know really anything that you desire versus when you rent you know, all you normally get back is just that security deposit that you gave. and you know, maybe. 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 Yeah, maybe. Because sometimes the landlords be bucking on that thing, too. You know, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll find any excuse for you to not to get that back, you know. So it's, uh, you know, just having that ownership, man, is, is key. It is very key. And I'm, I'm very pro on that, you know, because I think that that could bridge the gap when it comes to, to wealth and especially in our community. Yeah. I, for me, I was 28 when I bought my first home. I tried to buy prior to that. But unfortunately, it was it was a hot market in Florida. Yeah, homes were selling like hotcakes. So when I came here, <clears throat> I made an offer on a a uh, short sale property, and I waited for the bank to respond. Took eight months, and we still didn't move forward with that property. So that kind of pushed things back a little bit more. Um, then I I actually pulled the trigger when I was 28 and bought my first property, and I am one of those those few that has that uh, that equity mm -hmm. now. I mean, mm -hmm. from the time I purchased my house to now, I mean, it has pretty much gone up about 40%. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of equity in my property. Yeah, yeah, and that's key, man. Like I said, I think that's something that 
a lot of times because I know how we are. We always look at our our bank account daily. Oh yeah, I do um, that every day, <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, day, right. Wake multiple, up, yep. think somebody stole money from you, right? You sure wake up, do. you look at it, just making sure that things are looking, you know, the way it should. And I, I go in there and I see if anybody made a mistake deposit. <laughs> Anybody give me, send me some money today? <laughs> you saw in the news where the guy he uh, he got paid by his employer. He Quit. went ghost. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I don't blame a man too, man. Yeah, I think it was like he got paid. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I know it was it was significantly more than what he makes. And my man went ghost. So I I uh, I understand it. I understand that. But um, my point I was making is that when it comes to you know money that you have, I mean, equity is also money that you have. I mean, you just got to kind of have a the correct mindset about it, right? It may not be on your app or on your online banking or your monthly bank statement that you that you're able to look at there, but um, you know it's it's in it's in equity, right? It's in your actual the home itself. I always say it's money in the bricks or money in the side, and depending on you know, what material your home is made out of. You know, and so, so. For, for anybody who doesn't understand what equity is, that's pretty much value that you could take out of your property. It's money that you invest into the property that does not have any loans or liens against that portion of that money. And a lot of people don't know, what, what a lot of people don't know is, is that you can actually take out some of the equity that you have in some of these properties. So realistically, if I wanted to, I can go and pull $50,000 out in equity on my property by just simply doing a refinance. So um, those are the opportunities and things that you can take advantage on and you don't have to feel like you can't take the money from there. So Absolutely. No, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, because the good thing about real estate equity is just as I mentioned at the beginning, that your house is going to continue to grow in value, right? Mm -hmm. So each year, if you bought it, again, I'm using an example at three hundred thousand because that's pretty much the, the um, average, the average, you know, home value, or home sales price now in the Hampton Roads area. So at three hundred thousand, if you buy it there each year, it depreciates at at three to five percent. What's also happening is what you owe on that home if you pay that mortgage each month is going down. So you have those two things working. Excuse me, you have those two things working in your favor. You have you know the home value going up and you have the balance of what you owe going down so that difference is what equity is right so over you know a few years i mean you'll have you know a good amount of money there like i said if you you know own that property for a long period of time i mean you could you could have hundreds of thousands of dollars you know in equity there that you can leverage and put that in you know as a retirement i mean you can do a lot of different things you know, pay for your school, pay for your kids' uh, tuition or, or whatever, you know. So, I mean, it's a very powerful tool that, you know, a, a lot more of us need to tap into. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I mean, I myself, I'm very heavy in it. I own five properties, uh, six doors, because um, one of them is a duplex. Um, I own a, a beach home down in the Outer Banks. Um, I love it down there. Me and my family like to spend some time down there during this time of the year. Um, Goals, but, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's like I said, real estate is a tool that if you look at a lot of um, a lot of the people that a lot of folks aspire to be, I mean, they develop wealth into real estate, man. So I definitely am pro real estate. Um, like I said, and I'll we'll speak more about that as you know the more coming you know times that we sit here and talk to you guys and try to pour into you and give you some insight on what's going on. 
Um, you know, the main thing that we do though is like a, like Sophia mentioned earlier, we're mortgage loan officers. So, you know, I didn't even know, even when I was in college, I didn't even know what a mortgage loan officer was. No, right? me neither. So, yeah, I always knew. I, well, that. I knew what they were because I've been in banking for a while. Okay. So I started off working at Chase when I was 18. Okay. Soon as soon as I became of age. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I worked at Victoria's Secret before that. And I got tired of folding panties. <laughs> so no I said, you know, <laughs> well, see, like, oh, in, real, in real life, women don't fold panties, okay? Okay, okay, okay. I got you, I got you. They just go, they get stuffed in a drawer somehow. <laughs> That's true. That's true, that's true. But I decided to go into banking, and when I went into banking, you know, we had a mortgage loan officer. I didn't know what, quite what she did, because she always was in her office with the door closed. <laughs> It was very official. We knew she was important. <laughs> that and the financial planner. But, you know, as I, when I graduated from college, I just decided, you know what, let me go ahead and advance my career. And I just kept, you know, moving up the ladder within the banking world. I was a teller. I was a sales and service associate. I became a, a banker. I became a business specialist, okay. a relationship banker, okay. and then mortgage. I mean, it just kind of all fell into place. I haven't really done anything else. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hear you, man. That's good. That's good. I mean, like you said, I know for myself growing up, I mean, I knew that when, when it comes to buying a home, I always knew that there was a real estate agent that was involved. Yeah, that's what a, I knew. And a bank. Yeah. Like I knew that, you know, yeah. unless you had the money, uh -huh. you had to go to the bank to get a loan for it, right? So I didn't know about the career or the, the occupation of a mortgage loan officer. So like I said, I've I met a young lady uh, in a networking group who kind of, you know, gave me some insight on what that looked like. And I've always been pretty proficient in math and I like helping and serving folks um, and educating folks. And so it kind of fell into place. So, I mean, it's it's definitely something that's rewarding, you know, helping folks achieve the American dream of ownership. Um, and there's a lot of things out there and it's not that hard. I mean, it's funny. I know a lot of people, you know, feel that it's it's this daunting task to purchase a home. But a lot of times, I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean you know, you're going to have to live somewhere. Um, so, you know, it's really, you know, about looking into your, your credit, obviously. Got to keep up with credit. Got to keep up with the credit. Um, your debt to income ratio. So just looking at, okay, hey, what is your monthly obligated debts that show up on your credit report or even, you know, things that are, uh, you know, even on your bank statement sometimes if you have like personal loans or you know, private loans or anything of that nature. So don't don't go and get that Mercedes Benz that has a nine hundred dollar monthly payment before you buy a house. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's what you want to stay away from. Keep yeah. your, keep your debt to income ratio low. Correct. Yeah, because <laughs> your debt to income ratio is gonna. What that does is that impacts your affordability, right? So you know, there's different metrics, different numbers that you know tells us, okay, hey, based on you know, their debt to income ratio, this mortgage payment, which equates to this purchase price is what they can afford. So obviously the lower monthly debts that you're obligated to pay, the more of a mortgage payment we can fit into that equation. So that's just gonna allow you to qualify for a greater amount. And especially in these times now where inflation is pretty high, as we said, coming off the tail end of the pandemic where um, housing prices have went up tremendously, um, you know, the affordability is a big thing, you know, and especially with interest rates being higher as well. Um, you know, it's 
it's, it's put a lot of people in a situation where, you know, a home that they were looking at maybe even four or five months ago, you know, they may not be able to afford that type of home. So that's why, you know, making sure you keep your debts low just allows you to have a lot more buying power and a lot more, um, you know, flexibility when it comes to your home shopping, for sure. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely um, key when buying a per when purchasing a new property. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know you uh, mentioned earlier, you, you told the people that you own five properties. Yeah. Um, but you also build. Yeah. So tell them what's that, what that's about. I mean. Yeah. yeah I, um, <laughs> I would say over the last couple of years, maybe last two years, I've been more intentional about looking at opportunities to build homes. Um, I've flipped homes now for about six or seven years, and that market got saturated, uh, still is saturated. Uh, you got a lot of people who think they're investors and think they know stuff, so they're putting in offers on homes and and you know making those prices go up. You got wholesalers out here who were putting their tax on, mm -hmm. on top of opportunities. So it's kind of really just got to the point where a lot of times when an opportunity was presented to me, it just, it didn't make sense. Yeah, because you um, never want to go through that process of flipping a property and you're not really benefiting from it. Correct. At that point, you're just exercising and <laughs> getting better at it. Maybe I guess you can practice, <laughs> but Correct. you know, when we do things like that, the goal is to make a profit. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, I put a value on my time too, you know, of course. so, um, you know, I have a certain philosophy that I look at and I'll go into that, at, you know, maybe on the next podcast, but um, there's a certain philosophy I look at when I'm evaluating a deal. So if it doesn't make sense, you know, just because I want to do it or I have that opportunity to do it, I'm not going to do it. Um, so, you know, the opportunity with new construction, especially in the market that we're in, um, you know, for me has has been, you know, more prominent now because, you know, there's a shortage of homes out there. Inventory is low in a lot of the markets. And so a lot of people are looking for a new home. Right. And so, you know, I've been able to purchase some land on some opportunities and also even purchase, you know, maybe homes that, you know, I could knock down and build a brand new home on. So right now I have uh, three projects going. Um, two are in Suffolk, Virginia, and uh, one is in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, all three are going to be new construction. Uh, one is uh, in Suffolk, downtown Suffolk, that uh, we just started a week and a half ago. We finally got the building permit on it. Uh, it was a long process. I learned a lot from that process because I just built a home on the exact same street um, beginning of this year, and uh, it was easy. Everything went just according to plan. So when the opportunity came to purchase a lot on that same street, I jumped at it. But uh, I later found out that that home or that piece of land is in historical district, and uh, what that does is that changes everything. Because my plan was just to build the exact same home that I built earlier that year on, yeah. you know, on the same street. So we had to go in, change the, you know, give it the architect, change the plans. We had to change the siding, the siding type, the siding color, the window type. I mean, it was a lot of different things that we had to go in there and change. And then we even had to go in front of uh, the board for the city of Suffolk and actually explain to them what we were doing and why we wanted to do it. Um, so it was a lot, man. <laughs> that, yeah, it yeah, sounds it was, it was, like a lot. It was a lot, but, um, but you know, like I said, I mean, we... But this game isn't easy. You it's know? not. It's, it's, you, you have to be dedicated it, to you do, it. You do. And it's if, all, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, I was about to say, it's all about the, the execution, too, you know? So for me, one thing that I'm... I'm I have a, a pretty high determination... You know, I'm pretty high. Like when, I, when there's something I want to do, I try to make sure I get it to the finish line. 
um, even when adversity comes up, I still try to make sure I see it through. You know? Yeah, and exactly. To me, you know, you know, you're always learning, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just those are those opportunities for you to learn. So the next time, you know, you know, not to make those same mistakes or, you know, you know how to maneuver a situation. Um, so, you know, so that's the property that I got going there in downtown Suffolk. Um, I have one also in the uh, close to Smithfield. It's right over the James River Bridge. It's a pretty big home that we're building out there. Um, it's, it needs a septic system, so it's just a lot more nuances in, involved with that um, that we're going through right now that we should hopefully be done with that here very soon. And then I have a property in Norfolk that I just purchased a couple weeks ago that um, it's a two-bedroom, one-bath that we're going to knock that home down and, uh, and build a brand-new home there as well. So, um, you know, those are the three different projects that got going on so right So you got to let me come and, you know, knock some cabinets out on that demolition. <laughs> I need to be a part of that because I haven't, um, I haven't experienced that yet. I, my, myself, I own a duplex mm-hmm. um, outside of my primary residence. I just recently sold another property last year, a single family. So I... I dabble a little bit. I dabble a little bit in the industry, but I'm definitely not on the same level as Brian. Hopefully, by the end of you know next year, I can catch up a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think you got a, you got a bright future. I mean, I could definitely see that you're uh, you're making the right you know moves, but you know I'm always trying to make the right moves too. So I'm oh, always yeah. a step or two ahead of you. When it yeah, comes to that. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Always a step ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So besides that, I mean, we, you know, we definitely want to encourage, you know, our folks to get out there, um, learn about home ownership, try to, you know, educate yourself about becoming homeowners. We definitely want to get into a space where we own land and we can inherit or give things to our kids when we pass on and maybe our grandkids. So... Um, always keep that in mind. Um, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, just remember a positive mindset brings positive things. Yeah, and just want to also say thank you as well for listening to us. This is our first podcast, so I know it's going to be a lot of critiques, a lot of mistakes that we made, um, but we just felt that it was important to you know, get in front of you guys and girls and just kind of have a conversation. You know, we're going to try to do this thing weekly, um, go over different real estate things that we're seeing, mortgage things, um, just really talk about life. You know, a lot of times I know people don't have outlets to have conversations about certain topics. So we want to make sure that we're going to, you know, speak on those things and, um, you know, just kind of have a place for you guys to laugh. Uh, also just, you know, and learn as well. So, I mean, we appreciate you guys listening. Again, it's uh, Brian and Sophia with the Let's Talk BS podcast, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>